Hi, I'm Talissa. And I'm Rachel, and this is Transatlantic Crime, a true crime podcast that covers stories from each side of the pond. Every week, we will both cover a separate story with a running theme. Disclaimer, this podcast will contain swearing and details that some people may find offensive. If you are of a sensitive disposition, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Transatlantic Crime. Right when a bird starts chirping outside because it's 8.30 in the morning here. <laughs> also, again, as I said, there's going to be two more Amazon deliveries. I know they're going to be during this. So Arlo's <laughs> going to go fucking insane. And I'm just sorry, really. It's okay. We're all here for it. We all have lives. Yeah. Got to keep going. I'm just trying to like drag some fucks out because it's like the middle of the week. I've got like a nice weekend planned and I'm, you know, you're just like, just do some fucking work. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> My motivation is low. How's your week going? Uh, I get it. Yesterday, towards the end of the day, I just said out to one of my coworkers, I was like, I've hit a wall. Yeah. I can't do anything. Sometimes you just have and to then... be like, there's no point in carrying on. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to flick right. between screens until five. Like, wh- what is the point yes. in this? <laughs> I don't even remember what I did. I think I just sat and stared at a screen. And then it was about 45 minutes later, my coworker was like, have you done anything since you hit the wall? I was like, (laughs) nope. (laughs) Pretty big wall. I like a good old fashioned um, empty the recycle bin um, Mm. or... Oh, yeah. uh, Step out for fresh air. Sort out your emails, make a cup of tea. um. (laughs) Anything like that, yeah. really. Uh, Destiny's tidying. You know what I did do? I played a happy, happy song. Oh, what song? <laughs> I played Celebrate Good Times. Come That's on. That's incredibly happy. Fucking hell. What are you celebrating? <laughs> Nothing. I was just like, I need something to get me out of this. Yeah. So it sort of did, I think. That's it a- gave me that tiny little bit of drive. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. I have been watching more of The Staircase. And okay. I'm going to lie to you, mm-hmm. I've been watching it because obviously in The Staircase, he is playing a bisexual man. Yeah. And I heard from another podcast that there's a scene where he eats another guy's ass in it. And I just want to see Colin okay. Firth do that. So <laughs> I have been holding on and holding out. All that happened so far is he ate his wife's ass, which I'm like, okay, fine. Where's the gay scene? <laughs> it's just not coming. Why is this relevant to the show or to the story well, at all? This is what Sarah, my friend Sarah, she was like, that's a bit heavy on the artistic license. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know, but I still want to see Colin Firth, Pride and Prejudice guy, serious guy from uh, Bridget Jones's Diary, really get in there and eat some ass. That's what I want to see. <laughs> this is not happening, Rachel. Give the people what they want. All he's done is give some guys like a bit of an eye in the gym. That's it. There's just been lingering eye contact Mm. in the gym. I haven't seen any explicit gay scenes and I'm disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of reminds me of when I watched The Girl from Plainville and I felt like there was a lot of creative liberties taken in that show as well. Like what? There's not really, you know, like sexy stuff. Yeah. But... There's just this scene where the two of them, so it's about the girl who 
convinced her boyfriend to kill himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the truck. And there's just this scene where she's imagining talking to him and it turns into this slow motion slow dance musical scene where they're both singing to each other mm, it's a bit and weird. it is a bit weird it's just like how are we ever to know that she was imagining this or yeah that well you're not well yeah we'll never know that and it probably didn't happen which took me out of the story yeah so i don't know if that's happening for you with the staircase does it take you out of the story like it sounds like it turns it into <laughs> other people that just aren't the real people there's a weird like that's what it does for me there's a weird uh bit in it where basically they explore all the theories so you know like last week i said there's a scene where she actually falls down the stairs and you're yes. like well is that how it happened Sorry if I'm ruining the show for you. If I am, just skip this part. But I'm going to do it anyway because it's on TV. Like, just watch it. It's really good. So they <laughs> uh, they then show them getting into an argument and him bashing her head off the stairs. So okay. they fairly show all of the theories. They also show mm. the owl theory. <laughs> what? Yeah. And it is, again, fucking unconvincing. When you see it played out, you're like, of course it didn't happen like that. It's no. fucking bullshit. No. I bet you all the hardcore owl theory yeah. followers are like, no, this is not a good representation. <laughs> it's they really done not. This way better. It's really not. And also um, they show like the, because you know they said she had a feather in her hair and that was what mm -hmm. convinced yeah. them, well, some people of the owl theory. Right. They show them like, looking at her hair and the feather i'm not joking it is microscopic the owl mm. feather is microscopic like it could have come from anywhere it's not like she had a bunch of owl feathers in her hair like <laughs> even in the program they're like zoom in again zoom in again zoom in again yeah. oh it's a feather like yeah. oh it's such shit it's just so fucking impossible it is good but i'm still waiting patiently for some gay hardcore scenes Okay, well, we'll, we'll watch update the you. space for, <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Yeah, I also, uh, my friend Catherine was talking about, um, is it called Deep Water, the show that you were watching about the cult? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's also recommended me to watch that and said that it's really fucking good. Mm, okay, so, so that's two people that are telling everyone to watch it yes so i'm gonna maybe watch that tonight um also Ooh, okay there's a show that you, you can watch because it's on hbo i can't fucking mm -hmm. watch it because i can't find it <laughs> i'm trying to find some streams of it and it's just not happening and then a lovely listener suggested to me get a vpn and get someone to give you their hbo login which again i have tried and hbo know that you're doing yeah. it and they don't let you do it. So. <laughs> We've tried that a few times, I feel like. We have I, tried, I tried that. tried that a few times with you. Uh, so there's a HBO original and it's called Mind Over Murder. Okay. That's new. I think I've seen that being advertised. Yeah. I, like, I don't even know what it's about, but I just know that HBO never lets me down. Yeah. I just had this idea. What? Maybe... I'll watch it and I'll FaceTime you at the same time and just put the phone on the screen like, so you could watch it. Dude, I'm not above that <laughs> in any way, shape or form. It's you that has to put in the fucking hard work. Right. Okay, no problem. 
Maybe we'll uh we'll make a little video for our Patreon followers of us watching <laughs> things mean, over Zoom. That that is rock bottom, isn't it? <laughs> we'll try it. Yeah. That's what people did during the pandemic. Yeah, so they did. You're right. It's legit. It's legit. It's not illegal. Surely not. <laughs> Once they're finished solving all the rapes and murders, I'm sure they'll come right after us, all right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to a podcast Ooh, yeah? that I think it came out, well, yeah, it came out a while ago, but, and now it's three seasons. So it's called Chameleon. Yes. And each season is about a different story. Okay. So I've listened to the first season and it's a crazy story and it's very appropriate to me and like what I do <sighs> mm-hmm. and, and- what my work is and it's basically about a bunch of people who've gotten scammed Mm. in the film industry by this person called the con queen yeah have you heard of it so i think i've listened to the first series i didn't realize there were two more Mm. which i'm definitely up for but yeah keep keep going because it's it is very relevant to you the story it's crazy it's just about like people who are kind of in my position so like makeup artists or like like i'm a coordinator or like a stunt man or whatever freelance movie people freelance movie people who are not like high level And they're not, like, PAs. They're, like, the middle people who do all the work, basically. Yeah. (laughs) They get contacted by someone that they think is really high up, like a main producer of a movie, and they say, hey, we want to send you to Indonesia. You're going to scout, and you're going to – and we're going to make this movie, and you're going to be part of it. Mm -hmm. And so this person – the scammed person buys their own ticket to Indonesia, thinking that they're going to get reimbursed, stays in a hotel. Is that normal? Has to Would you do out. that? It can be. There's a lot of uh, paying for things. Like if you're a makeup artist, then you are supposed to get money or reimbursed by your equipment. Or mm-hmm. like if you own camera equipment, then you'll be reimbursed for it. Yeah. But legitimately, you have a contract you get a credit card if you're going to be making purchases Mm -hmm. beforehand like never go into something i'm telling people now if they are working in the industry or they want to like don't go into something where somebody is telling you like oh well you buy this thing and then we'll reimburse you no they really especially in the podcast they really preyed on people who this is their dream and they get offered this dream job to go film somewhere so they're like yeah i'll do whatever it takes this could be my big break how it happens this could be my big break i just got offered this dream job that it's a position that i've been striving for Mm -hmm. and it sounds like an awesome movie it's for a really high up producer who's made like marvel movies or whatever yeah And then they go to Indonesia and they spend all this cash and nobody contacts them. They just get messed around. Most of the time, that's when they realize like, oh, no, like something is wrong. I need to return back to America or England because they've scammed people all over the world. Mm -hmm. Australia. So, yeah, it's just it's a crazy ride because the scammer uses all different kinds of voices to call people, pretends to be 
male, female, New York, British, yeah. uh, all these different accents. Hence the chameleon, right? A, like they just blend. Hence yeah. the chameleon. Yeah. I would definitely recommend that to our listeners to go check out. It's a good bingeable podcast because it all came out like I think maybe six months ago or something. Cool. Yeah, I will definitely check that out. Yeah. Especially now I know they've got um, other seasons. I've got Mm -hmm. one podcast recommendation. So I put it on the Instagram, but Bed of Lies. So the first season is the one we did in episode, I think it's 109 or maybe 107. It's the one we did in LA when I talked about the Mm. police who were undercover and ended up getting in relationships. So that is the podcast about like a really in-depth podcast about that. And then that's season one. Season two is this fucking incredible story that like happened in England and I had no idea about it. And it's a a scandal where people were infected with HIV and hepatitis Mm. C through infected like plasma and blood transfusions. Oh, So like, you know, when you think about like, how do people get HIV? You think, okay, so sexually transmitted, using needles... Mm -hmm like using dirty needles or um, maybe passed from parent to child. I never thought blood transfusions as being a reason that you could get HIV. Mm. Uh, So in this, yeah, yeah, they basically look into how it happened and how it was covered up and like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Really good. So that's season two. Um, So if you haven't heard season one or two of that, it's, it's really good. And it's from the times. So it doesn't have like any adverts in or anything. It's like a really good binge listen okay good i'm adding that Mm. you know what i just realized thinking about the staircase the police story that you told that you said is on this podcast as well Mm -hmm. that would be such a good reenacted oh yeah if it hasn't been done already i 100 percent. we could be making money right now we could be making these shows (laughs) if only we had the time story the inclination (laughs) the drive yeah we got nothing. I just need time. Yeah. That's all I need. Not in a thousand a day. I have none of that. No. No. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, if that's everything housekeeping, then yeah, I have got a story because obviously this week it's my turn to choose the theme. Yeah. What is it? Well, I've been thinking about what we could call it and- Originally, I thought it would be like lovers that kill each other or something, but now I've looked into the story. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I think the theme should be called coercive control. Ooh, okay. Because we haven't done yeah. it before. I like that. And yeah. it's a law in England now. Maybe not in the states, but very recently it became law. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. like you don't have to necessarily physically or sexually abuse somebody. You can just mentally abuse them and have them under mm. control. So that wow. law comes okay. under the title of coercive control. So, yeah, this is the story of Fry Martin. Okay, so okay. Kyle Farrell was obsessed with a. Now, this is me attempting to say another girl's name who has a complicated name. So I'm being a hypocrite, like hypocritical as fuck. <laughs> but I think you say it, Farisha. So, but everybody calls her Fry. So, Farisha Martin. Okay. So, he was obsessed with her when he met her. They'd known each other since they went to the same primary school. So, like, from the ages of about five to 12. And Mm. they got together officially when Kyle was 16. 
because uh, Fry is about six years older than him, I think. So, oh, she's six years older than him, but he was obsessed with her since grade school. Yeah, they like lived in the same street and like went to the same school, and so he was like five, and she was like eleven. Yeah. Oh, he just had a crush okay. on her, basically. So she was like, okay, okay. Yeah, so they their families like know each other and stuff. Gotcha. In 2012, they're living with their parents and um, they're going out and Fry discovers that she's pregnant and mm. she's having a little girl and Kyle's really happy about this. Like he's posting on Facebook, like I'm going to have a little girl, like absolutely pumped. Aww. And everyone said that they were super happy. So then... Mm-hmm. After the birth of their first child, Fry immediately got pregnant again, which sometimes happens. Wow. Yes. Because you're like super fertile, aren't you, after you give birth, which is seems like a cruel yeah. joke. And then... <laughs> it really does. <laughs> cruel joke that nature plays on you. So the girls were were only about 10 months apart. So she had another, okay. another little girl. They were Irish twins. They were Irish twins, yeah. <laughs> so after that, um, she moved in with Kyle. And so they, because basically they needed their own space. So people said that Kyle would constantly text Fry and that he was like besotted with her. They also commented that Fry was a really private person and she wouldn't share any issues about their relationship, even if there were issues or arguments and stuff. She would always just say, we're fine, we're fine. Mm-hmm. But friends said they started to notice that she was becoming more reserved and they noticed a change in her. Like she seemed depressed and she'd be in pajamas all day when usually she always like got up and got dressed, like felt like sort of like glammed herself up. Um, And they just kind of put it down to the fact that she was now a mum of two and she was just too busy. How old were they both at this time? So he's 21 and she's 27. Okay. She didn't say much about the relationship, but she did say to her friends that when it was good, it was good. But when it was bad, it was awful. So they had Mm. really passionate arguments, basically. Mm -hmm. They described her as becoming a shell of herself. One Friday night, she goes out and Kyle is also out and she's got a babysitter at the house and when she comes back, the babysitter, the babysitter said that she was absolutely devastated because she had found out that Kyle had slept with another girl about a year ago, and that he had oh. and that he had had a child with that woman. <gasps> what? And she just found out about it, so she's fucking devastated. And then, yeah. ever since then, everybody said the relationship was near breaking point. Like it was constantly on and off since since then. Mm. Okay. So Kyle would constantly go back to his mum's with a bag, but ultimately they would always get back together after they had a row. So get to 2014, and they lived in a place called Charlecott Street in Liverpool. On the day of November the 20th, Fry went Christmas shopping with her friend, and Kyle Mm. started texting her, complaining that she wasn't coming back soon enough. And I watched a BBC documentary on this. I think it's called... It's something, it's called something like Deadly Love, Why Did Fry Kill Kyle or something? Like the name leaves a lot to be desired. But uh, they they basically show, (laughs) they show loads of screenshots of the texts that they sent to each other. And he is super abusive on text. Mm, He is horrible. So he starts, so he starts texting her on this day saying, you're a slag. I hope you get raped. (gasps) <gasps> etc. What? Etc. Like that. This is 
the mother of your children. Yeah. And you fucked someone else and got them pregnant. So if anyone's a slag, it's you, mate. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so he's... Pure projection. Yeah, he is... uh, He's kind of obsessed with her cheating on him. Mm. So Mm. anyway, she returns home after shopping and they argued. But then they made up and she said, I'm going to go for a drink with my friend just at her house. We're not going to go out. I'm just going to go to her house. And Carl said, yeah, that's fine. I'll look after the kids. So he agreed to this initially. But then he started texting her abuse again, telling her to come home. And he's saying things like, why don't you just go suck some guy's dick? Like, uh, you always... horrible. Yeah, just like you always do this. Um fuck you just like just really horrible like if you watch the documentary you can just see the stuff that he writes and it's grim and yeah. and do you know what she doesn't even write horrible stuff back she honestly writes stuff back like why are you being like this stop it i'll be back mm. soon she doesn't abuse she's him probably, back it's sad to say but if it's been going on like that then she's just used to it mm-hmm. and she's just like what's going on like why are you saying like i just left and like, also, like, I love you. Why are you talking right. to me like yeah. I'm a piece of shit? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's going absolutely mental, texting her, being like, when are you coming home? Yeah. You said you'd be home now. Anyway, she explained that she didn't want to go home and she was making up excuses to stay a bit longer because, in her words, he was just fuming. Mm. She did want to go back because she didn't want to make him more angry, but she was also scared to go back because of what he might do. So yeah. by the time she got back, it was like four in the morning. So, okay. I mean, obviously that is late, but he yeah. wasn't making it easy for her to come, her to go, God, I can't wait to come and see you. Of course I'm coming no. home. <laughs> Um, it wasn't a welcoming environment no <laughs> like oh yeah I can't wait to get home to my boyfriend who's calling me a slag right. I've definitely been in a relationship like that before oh god yeah like, I don't want to go home right now yeah because you are being really mean all that's gonna that's... welcome me there is an argument yeah why don't I just <laughs> right. stay out exactly <laughs> so anyway she eventually had to come home at four in the morning um, she admitted that she had had quite a lot to drink and was drunk when mm-hmm. she left to get the taxi home, which she would be okay. by five in the morning. Yeah. Again, they argued when she got home. Her neighbour mm. reported overhearing her having a row and said there was a lot of noise and commotion and they could hear Fry saying something about stabbing her partner. Mm. After things fell silent, the neighbour believed things had died down but then she heard Fry screaming and sh- and the neighbour rushed into the house and said there was blood all over the living room floor. Wow. The police were called at 4.50am. Okay. When they got there, Kyle was lying on the floor and Fry was holding his, he- holding his head, claiming that she had come in and found him like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he was taken to hospital where he sadly later died from a single, single stab wound to the heart. Uh, So Fry initially told the police that intruders had stabbed her boyfriend. Mm. After four hours of interviews, the police discerned that she had picked up the knife after Carl had grabbed her by the throat because she didn't have a cigarette for him. He then ripped the TV off the wall and Fry Fry told him, you better leave me alone, otherwise I'll stab you. She claimed that Carl replied, I dare you. 
Oh. So this is her words. And then next minute, you know, he was cut. I didn't go to stab him. I just had the knife by him saying to him, leave me alone. Just go. Get out of my house. Leave it at that. Mm. And then she stabbed him in the heart. And okay. he said, fucking hell, Fry, you've stabbed me. Mm. So at this point, they're two two daughters are under three and they are upstairs in the house. Yeah. And then... Poor kids. I know, right? And then Fry went to hide the knife that she had used in the street before the police had arrived. Oh, Fry. It does not look good. No, that doesn't help. No. Scary situation. Yeah. Like, your partner is coming at you and you have to try and defend yourself and your two kids are upstairs and... He's tearing the TV off the wall and probably throwing things around. She later claimed, like, when asked why she did that, she later claims, like, she didn't want to have her kids taken away from her. And she realized that Mm. if she went to prison, then her kids would have no one. So that's apparently why she hid the knife. So she also confessed that during big arguments, Carl would scream in her face and she would end up grabbing him, scratching him or pushing him to make him stop. She claimed that he wasn't violent, but he would verbally abuse her, calling her a slag, a dog, or that she was fat. She wasn't mm. fat, I've seen her. <laughs> Even if she was. That's irrelevant, like, but still. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> he would also send her jealous texts telling her to go shag other men and that no one would want her because she has two kids. Okay. So family reported that she would turn up with black eyes and she would blame it on the toddlers and say that her kids had thrown something at her or, you know, have toddlers just like lash out. And she constantly denied that Carl ever did anything to her. Um, But police, like, didn't believe her because they didn't believe that this argument would have come from nowhere. Mm -hmm. They thought it had been, like, brewing for a while. So after some further interviewing, police managed to get out of her that Carl was, in fact, violent towards her. He'd given her three black eyes in the past spat in her face and when they got into fights he would overpower her when she tried to defend herself she also added that he kicked her in the belly while she was pregnant punched holes in the wall and pinned her down and this was all collaborated corroborated by friends and family members who had reported the black eyes the holes in the walls and like damage in the house basically so other yeah. people had seen that so she was Convicted of murder in June 2015. And following her trial, she was jailed for life with a minimum of 13 years. The judge said, immediately after you'd stabbed him, you set about attempting to cover up your responsibility for what you'd done, inventing a lying account of you having come home to find Kyle in the state and he having been attacked by unknown intruders. I accept that you did not intend to kill Kyle or to cause him serious injury. Your picking up and use of the knife was not premeditated. It was the consequence of a row which spiralled out of control, fueled on your part by your drinking that evening. I have no doubt that you were very much in love with Kyle and would long to turn back time and live the early hours of that morning differently, but we have to live with the consequences of what we had done. I don't particularly think that's fair. It's a pretty harsh him saying like you've been drinking and that's why you had the knife no i think he was coming the fuck at you and that's why you had a knife and you've been scared for yourself all evening and that's that's why you had a knife or not even all evening like this kept things like this 
kept happening and you've reached your threshold so you picked up a knife to defend yourself yeah um yeah i i i don't i don't think the judge's comments were particularly fair yeah after the trial it was revealed through a dna test that the secret Ky- sorry the secret child that carl had actually wasn't his so oh. kyle's family wondered if that had come to light if the event would never have happened Mm. I think it probably still. I think it probably still would have. He's still an abusive piece yeah. of shit. Also, kids grow up and they want to figure that stuff out too when they're adults. So it could have come out. Yeah, at any point. So when Fry was in prison, she was sentenced for having a razor blade and a phone, which the court heard she used to call her children. So she was Aww. wasn't like a model prisoner. So Fry appealed her conviction. Her conviction, sorry, her appeal was based on the grounds of domestic abuse, coercive control, and PTSD. So Mm. she faced a retrial at Liverpool Crown Court, ahead of which she admitted manslaughter. So she never actually had to do the retrial. She just took a plea. Um, Oh, nice. The defence said that Fry was suffering from PTSD in the run-up to the offence, and at the time she had suffered from depression following the birth of her two children. Claire Wade QC mm. said there was a background of coercive and controlling behaviour, which included physical abuse and criminal damage. She added that Fry's distress can be heard in the 999 call that she made immediately afterwards, after she stabbed Carl. Like, she she was very, very... Oh, she made a call. Yeah, she, she called 999 and um, she said, my boyfriend's been stabbed. But mm. then in the background of the call, she said, she says to him as he's dying, I'm sorry, baby, I didn't mean to do it. Oh. It wasn't the best. Like she did not. No. <laughs> she wasn't like the perfect criminal in any no. way. Um, Very clear though that she did not plan any of this. It wasn't premeditated no. at all. No, no, no. And and I, you know, I think for manslaughter, that is what you need to prove is a lack of premeditation. Right. Um. Like yeah. So. You could definitely say there wasn't premeditation. Um, right. So her appeal was heard in December 2020 and her murder conviction was quashed in May 2021. Wow. So five months later, on the day of her retrial, so this is when she pled uh, guilty to manslaughter, police photographs came to light that were never shown to the original jury. And oh. these showed injuries on Fry's face and neck that supported Fry's claim mm. that Kyle strangled her on the night that she killed him. Yeah, so that that led her to be able to plead guilty to the lesser charge of manslaughter. And then seven months okay. after that, she was released from prison because she had already served seven years. Wow. So Kyle's family are on this documentary. Uh, they don't yeah. believe Kyle was abusive and they think Fry is lying to get a more lenient sentence. Dude, Come it's on, in the text messages that are on the program. I don't yeah. know how you can... Even if he didn't hit her, he spoke to her like shit. He threatened her mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. He called her constantly. You know, he was really controlling. That's emotional abuse yeah. in itself. Yeah, and that, that is the story of Fry Martin. So she's free. Wow. I'm glad that she's free and she gets to be with her kids. Yeah, me too. Now. And that's a stressful story though. I know, right? 
it just, I mean, obviously, I don't think I've ever been in a relationship that bad, but it just reminds me of relationships where you have these fucking horrible arguments over text and... Yeah. Oh, you're just like, people are going, why aren't you back? Like, oh, jealousy. Right. And- dreading, dreading coming home. I, I had a really jealous ex-boyfriend and I, I've never like, I don't relate to that because I don't get jealous. I just get like, I'm just like what's the point of this yeah like, why are you the thing that it made me realize about him especially was that he was jealous he acted jealous because he was acting in that way anyway like yeah the things that he was like putting on to me like he was oh, a cheater talking to other guys and yeah he was he wasn't like full-blown cheating but he would talk to other girls all the time like message them yeah. or whatever and he would put that on me and it was just like you're completely again projecting your own behavior and stressing that i'm doing and i'm just not that kind of person it's just like to me it was just like this is stupid like no i'm not doing that why would you say that yeah and i would i'd never be in a relationship again where i even got into a position where someone made me i remember i had an ex-boyfriend and i went to a christmas party and i just got shit hammered and forgot to text him back and i woke up in the middle Mm. of the night like i just got home fell asleep in my clothes woke up (laughs) it happened it was a free bar like woke up looked at my phone And it had like a billion messages from him, like and like voice oh. messages being like, "Where the fuck are you? You said you'd fucking call yeah. me. I can't believe you've done this to me." And I literally was just like, "Whatever," and just turned over and went to sleep. <laughs> I was like, "I'm not even engaging in this with you. This is too much right no, now. I'm like, going to fuck sleep. off." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I would never even entertain that kind of thing. But I guess like they had been together since they were sixteen and. But yeah, and they had kids and da da da. But also, he—I mean, it is a little bit weird that if so, he was sixteen and she was twenty-one. Uh, yeah, or like twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. That's also kind of another element of of that Weirdness. that maybe wasn't healthy. Yeah, no wonder he yeah. was a bit mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, when you're sixteen and you're going, like, they were both good looking as well. So, oh, okay. like, they were probably, you know, they were, like when you're 16, you go to parties, and if it's if you're good looking, like, you know, you're chatting to girls yeah. and stuff, like, there is yeah. a lot more. Ge- like now, I just go to parties, and I'm just in like some sort of sack, <laughs> and I'm there until 9 p.m., and then I immediately leave after speaking to one person that I know yeah. already. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm not like a woman about town. <laughs> No makeup, talk to whoever, doesn't matter. Yeah, anyway, I'm off. then when you're like 20, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you're 20, you're like, I need to talk to every single person at this party. And my tits need to be right out because they're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll never be this amazing again. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? You're right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, good story this week. Thanks, pal. Um, I also wanted to say before we say goodbye that there's been a lot in the news in America yeah. this, these past this past like week, mm-hmm. two weeks. Yeah, it's just I don't even know what to say. It's very frustrating and that yeah, if you if you're a listener and you need support or want to talk about it, then we're here. Me and Talissa are here to talk about these kinds of things. Definitely. Um, And if you're in a state where you can't get an abortion, then 
talk to somebody and get one somewhere else find a way like <laughs> there'll be a way find support and there's support out there for you and yeah and you can talk to us like of course you can mm-hmm. yeah we're always definitely. here we're your friends of course we are we're your podcast friends yeah yeah and we've got uteruses so <laughs> we get it let's chat <laughs> before roe v wade got passed it wasn't passed mm. and now it's got overturned and there's every chance that it could mm-hmm. be reinstated so yeah just because it's not reinstated now doesn't mean it never will be in the future sometimes right. it's easy to feel right. really defeated and like it that's the end of it and everything's yeah. terrible and it's like that's not true like there was a point in time where women couldn't even get a fucking credit card or a mortgage and that changed right so and that was in ch- our parents lifetime yeah of course it was nuts like a hundred years yeah. ago women couldn't vote and we got together and mm-hmm. we caused some shit and we made it happen so i'm sure we can make it happen yeah. again i've got every faith yeah all right well <laughs> thanks for listening yeah <laughs> speak to you next week okay bye, bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to transatlantic crime this week If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at TransatCrimePod, Instagram at TransatlanticCrime, and on Facebook with TransatlanticCrimePodcast. Thanks, bye.